Welcome to Agent Unstuck Calls, where we talk to real estate agents who are experiencing a challenge in their real estate career and they're looking for an alternative solution. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with MastermindAgent.com, and I'm excited about this episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Katrina, thanks for joining me today. Uh, how can I help you? Where are you stuck in your real estate practice? What can we talk about today? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this since I scheduled the call because I wanted to make it as as proactive as I could. Um, and uh, yeah, there I've been doing this for a while, um, a number of years. And so I feel like I have my systems in place and I've been, I've, I have tried to have them in place since I started. So I do the follow-up, I do the phone calls, I do the mailers, I do the text messages. I have my clients, um, Every client goes into a past client database um, of which with my CRM, I have sorted them out through. um, So every, every Tuesday I print out a list of of past clients and I've sorted them out to make it a realistic number. um, So that during that week, um, it doesn't have to be on Tuesday, but at some point from Tuesday to Tuesday, every person on that list is contacted. And the way I've done that is I've obviously I've broken them up. So I have about anywhere from 10 to 20 people each week. So I do that. I, I, and, and I try to kind of, um, you know, of course with the pandemic, we have lots of things to say, cause you can just ask them how they're doing, how they're feeling or they, but you know, sometimes it gets a little tricky, but I can handle that. So I feel like I've got that system in place. I think that makes for a good, um, as far as referrals, you know, picking up referrals, picking up just, just clients to know, I mean, I truly do care about how they're doing, what are they doing? Um, you know, anything that, that I can help them with. Um, and I feel like just, I've looked at the big picture of this and, um, you know, I, I always hesitate because I never want anything to come out the wrong way as far as, Oh, you know, you're too braggadocious or you're the, and I'm not trying to be that at all. What I'm, I'm trying is I feel like, my systems, they, while they may not be perfect, I do feel like clients to me are friends. Um, I maintain their friendship. I maintain a connection with them. And so I don't get, I don't even remember the last time I had a listing expire or somebody withdraw from me. So that's not, normally once we get the listing, it's a, it's a constant, you know, there's communication. There's never that there's always feedback. I always say to people, you'll never see somebody at a closing and they'll say to you, wow, you fall followed up way too much. We just knew everything that was going on. That was way, you know, you did. So I feel like that's so, you know, it's so important. And even in just your everyday, anytime you're doing something, it doesn't have to be real estate. If you're taking your car in to be fixed and you go the whole day and there's no, there's nothing you think, well, can't somebody just at least tell me, Hey, it's just still sitting here in the parking lot. We haven't touched it or just something. Um, You know, another philosophy that I have is always bad news. Uh, Bad news expands itself the longer it's waited to be delivered. So I think that, you know, when you hear something that's not going the way your client wants it to get, get in front of it and let them know so you can resolve, try to resolve it. So I feel like some of those things, practices have been um, ones that have helped maintain a consistent, good database. So you say to me, so get to the point, why are you stuck? Um, What I feel like is I feel like I'm kind of stuck in exactly what I told you. I'm, I'm doing the same old, same old, which is good in my opinion. I want to like, I want to do something different. I love to be on the cutting edge. I love to learn. I love to have my ads stand out, not just a 
template of, hey, let me plug an address and this, you know, to where I'm looking at this. I love to use um, PowerPoint and have them fly in and do all kinds of different things and move and, 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 and people comment on that. They always make comments about how do you, you know, do this. And, I, and I, I love to be just kind of on the cutting edge because I think in today's real estate world, with as many agents as there are in the business, at least in our Charleston area, I think as many agents that feel like it's quick, easy, fast money, which it is very definitely not. Um, I think that you've got to stand out. So when you are a seller, and, and you're on, and I am coming to you when I'm competing with several different agents, I think you need to have something that is going to be a little bit more um, than, than just your, you know, the average person to where you can say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And you can go with what your company offers, which is great, but then you need to be able to be doing something else. And that's where I kind of feel stuck. I feel kind of like, which direction now do I head in? What do I do that might be a little different? That might be something that say not every agent is, you know, I'm, I do not, I, I, now the agents that use them and, and they, they like them, but I don't like anything that's canned. I don't like to receive it and I don't like to send it. And I, I like to feel like you didn't just put my name into a database and they're just spitting out a postcard with a couple on the front by a sold sign. And they feel like, wow, looky there. Yeah, that, that doesn't, I, I don't, I, I just feel like that's not personal and I like to have a personal touch on things. So that's um, it in a large nutshell, Mike. <laughs> so do you have anything you can offer out to me? <laughs> okay. So I, I'm listening to you and, uh, and thank you, by the way, thank you for giving us the background, the information. I'm, I'm, I got to admit, I'm still trying to get a handle on exactly what you're looking for. I understand you're looking for unique information. I right. Yeah. You you have a system that's currently working. You're working your PCSOI, past client sphere of influence. I assume that majority of your business is coming for referrals. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, how many closings did you have last year? Oh wow. Okay. So um, uh, and I'm gonna I had I actually counted them when I, that was one of the questions on the questionnaire, and I believe like 26, 25, 26. Great. Excellent. And those are all mainly from referral. Yes. Yes. Are you happy with that volume? Are you trying to maintain that volume? Do you want to increase the volume? What is your objective that you want to hit? Um, I think as far as the volume to me, um, that to me is not so important at the number of sales as the actual, the volume. So, you know, when you say, well, how much did you do what was your vault, your GCI last year. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that I feel like I would like to increase. I'd like to increase that. And you, I feel like I can do that one of a couple of ways. I can sit there and go just round and round with my past clients and my, my past clients and referrals. But there, I know there's, there's gotta be something that I can like take it up to say, Hey, okay, here, this is what my volume is. I want my volume to be 3 million more next year or this year. Um, okay, so what, what's it, your, what was your volume last year or your GCI to give us some metrics here to start talking okay. about? All right. My, my volume last year, and I'm going again off memory was around 15 million. Okay. Um, you know, I would love to, and I know you can't do it overnight. I would love to shoot for like, say a 20 million. Um, that would be kind of my, my goal. Um, 33% increase. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And I, again, I know that is not necessarily something um, that I could do. And I want it to be consistent. I, I don't want it to necessarily be, I mean, sure. You know, right now in the Charleston area, I mean, houses are just selling for these incredible numbers. I mean, you know, you've got 4 million, five and heck we just had a $10 million sale on Solomon's Island. I mean, so, so I don't want it to be one of those where, yeah, I got to that 30 million because I had had one say, I want it to be something that I'm doing that's bringing in, you know, say maybe a higher, you know, like maybe say, okay, you might say, well, why don't you tackle some of the, the non-owner occupants, you know, look for people that are maybe renting. Okay. Let's, you know, or something. And what would be some of your thoughts and ideas of how to tackle that niche and, and get, and get those to maybe um, say, okay, yeah, let's, let's work with those who, who are a lot of those people are um, don't live here. Don't necessarily know the market. Um, they or they have rental properties. Now, some of them are doing extremely well. So why would we want to sell? Well, you know, maybe that's an, so I guess kind of, um, and I don't mean to be the problem child with throwing this out to you with not really a good solid, hey, Mike, how do I do? Um, I'm just thinking you're so experienced, uh, you know, you're you just something that you may say, hey, if I'm throwing stuff out that might trigger something that you say, you know what, why don't you try this? Or, sure. or you know, another agent from a different, that's, that's where I really feel like, you know, other agents from other parts of the country that are doing, you know, well, what maybe is something that they feel like has helped them get to the next level or step in their volume. That would be something besides, you know, the continued reach out to the past, reach out to the present, you know, that follow and feedback. What, what, what was there something that they did that they felt like, Hey, this really helped kind of start that wheel in motion. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad you keep talking and you're telling me more and more. Thank you. Um, and so that's the first part is, of course, assessing where you are and what you want to do. So uh, first of all, congratulations on what you've achieved already. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. You know, 25. Well, thank 25.6 closings a year as a solo agent. That's pretty awesome stuff. I assume you're a solo agent, correct? Yes, I do have a virtual assistant, but um, you know, that that's a story, another story for another day as far as right. maybe we'll come back around and not. And not getting that you can let go. The world will not collapse without me, my hands on everything. So yeah, sure, yeah. good. Yes, the control freak. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about your big picture goals because the okay. advice is going to be different based on what you want to do or where you want to go. So I understand you want to achieve about thirty three percent increase in the next year or so. That's good. What about long term? First of all, let, let's get everybody on the same page. How long have you been in the business? Oh my. Okay. Um, Go ahead, just throw out a number. Around 20 years. Perfect. So you've been around, you know the industry. And my question is, looking out, where do you want to be in five or 10 years? Do you want to continue to be a solo agent producing at a slightly higher level? Or do you want to build a team? Do you want to be a highly leveraged solo agent? Do you want to work less and make the same? What are your objectives looking out into the future? My objectives looking out at the future, I'm from Charleston. So uh, for a majority of, I would say most of my real estate career, I have been open to working in all of the different areas just because I'm familiar with them. And there are ages that you know won't get out of Mount Pleasant, won't go here. So I feel like what I probably need to do is dial down the areas. Okay. First of all, I feel like I need to like, you know, have just specific areas, which I've tried to kind of do already. Um, uh, you know, with limited, yes, I might go out of the area with if it is a past client or if it's a you know referral and it's uh, with different, um, you know, would, would have to have some stipulations. Um, 
I would like to, in, in my, my mindset is increasing my volume 33%, not necessarily means I'm going to be doing, you know, say 20 more houses, but you increase that average price point. Um, so I could still theoretically remain at say a 20 to 25 to 30 um, houses and my my dollar amount, my volume GCI would go up because the price points that I'm working are now higher. What's your average price right now? Right now, my average price is probably around six hundred, six to seven hundred thousand. And what's the average price in your market? Average price in our market is probably about well, let's see, that kind of depends, but let's just stick with where my office is, Mount Pleasant. That's around. Now, now it has increased within the last you know, nine months, 10 months to about five, uh, 22, I believe. So you're slightly above the average right now, correct? Right, right. Is that because your clientele has um, been around a while and they've, got, uh, they've been in their home and they, they're uh, more established? Uh, or is that something you did intentionally to move up into more of a semi-luxury price point? That's, um, that is... I have always had um, higher end listings. So just give you, then that's where everything kind of gets skewed when you have an average, because it's kind of like, you know, you have all A's and then you make a D and now all of a sudden your average is a C, you know? So um, I list um, and normally I'm more listing heavy. Um, so my listings are normally like the eight, 9 million on up to 2 million. Um, and then, um, you know, then of course I've had some, some, um, referrals that have been first time buyer, home buyers that, that have been in that more of that $200,000 range. Um, so, to, uh, answer your question. I, I feel like a lot of it has to do with kind of, um, the clients that the, the appreciation is such that it's continuing to go up. Um, and so the buyers or the sellers that I work with, um, you know, their price ranges, I mean, their property values are going up because of appreciation. Um, I don't really, um, now, you know, of course I, I have buyers that, that, that are looking more towards that at that second home and that, um, the, the investment properties and they're, you know, they're looking on the beach and in that range, you know, you're at a minimum 2 million. Um, so, so it's just, I know I'm kind of talking in circles because I don't really know the, I mean, I, I hear the answer. I just, um, I don't know if it's not in my mind, it's more the referral, the, the, my clients are kind of, they, I don't know that it's, it's re, I, I've, I've hit that, that, that grasp of that little niche. And I'm sure there, there are many out there. How big is your uh, PCSOI, your, your past client sphere of influence list? Well, I have dialed it down a good bit because I wanted it to be manageable and I did not want to just have people in there that I only did a mail out to. I wanted to, I wanted to be touch and feel. So it went from, um, wow, it went from about 3,000, well, 2,500 wow. to 1,500. Um, now I've dialed it down to about 500. Um, and I feel like that's, I, I even want to take it down a little further. I want Let to, me ask you this, the 500. Uh -huh. If you were to bump into, the, would those people know your name? Would you know their name? Would you recognize each other in the grocery store? Yes. All of the 500? Mm -hmm. Then you have a strong list. That's a great list. Uh, let me just tell you a couple quick things. So okay. on the list of 500, 
if you're working the, them well on a re repeat and referral program, uh, and it sounds like you've got a good base going there, but if you're working it uh, just fairly well, it's going to be about 5% turn a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is about where you are. Interestingly, uh, that'd be about 25 closings a year. You're at 25, 26. If you, uh, if you crank it up a bit, you could hit 10%. And the, the best referral agents that I've talked to, uh, and they're a rare group, but they hit 20% of their list repeating referral every year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a target for people to shoot for. I just talked to a lady the other day who hits that. Uh, she has a list of 260, 270, and she closed... 54 referrals. So it's about 20%. Um, and so what I'm saying there is you have a lot of room to grow within your, your database and the database, although they may be getting boring to you because you've been doing it for a while, it's the most profitable business there is. Uh, it's the easiest business. Uh, they're the friendliest business. And, uh, and it's the business you should absolutely continue to go after first if you want to expand. So let's just start with that idea as a base. How you do that, that's a different conversation, but I just want that concept to be out there, okay? Uh, now, as far as raising your average price, there's a couple different ways you could go about it. Based on what you've told me, you're already working higher prices. It's that you're also working lower prices, which is bringing down your average. So one concept is simply this. If you get anybody that comes in at a price below X, you refer it out to someone else for a referral fee. So let's say the buyer comes in and wants a $200,000 house. You refer it to someone in your office and collect a referral fee. What that does is that opens your time to go find the actual transaction that's going to be the million or one five or whatever you're looking for. Uh, and that will automatically move up your average price and reduce the number of transactions you're doing. At the same time, it may increase volume and GCI. Uh, is that something you've considered? Yeah, I, yes, I, I, I would. And I thought, I've thought about that. Um, Does it scare the, you to refer out that business? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I can tell. Yeah, everybody knows we don't want to lose things we own. Uh, yeah, it, it does because I feel kind of like um, it's like, you know, you go to the doctor's office and you want to see Dr. Jones and then his assistant comes in and you're kind of like, wait a minute, I'm paying Dr. Jones. Where is he? So um, right. that's. A little bit of that. And their referrals, so they're connected. That 200000 may be connected to your $2 million house, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And so that may not be the option for you, but I need to throw it out there for you to think about. No, absolutely. Uh, another option to move into a higher price range is where you're moving outside of PCSOI and you start to do things like geographic farming or social farming where you're working a group of people. Geographic farming, you pick a luxury mar a luxury neighborhood and you start working it. I know you know what that means. And then the other social farming is where you would go into say uh, a country club environment or a charity organization where you're trying to meet people that own one, two, $3 million homes uh, and, and making your connections there with the skills you already have. Have you considered those options? Yes. And that's, yes. I used to be, be very active with a lot of the committees and organizations and um, charitable events here. And that's something that I feel like I probably need to um, get, get back and, and do. I haven't done that for a little while. So. Okay. But, um, so networking, you've done it before. Maybe you'll do it again. What about geographic farming in a luxury uh, area? Okay. Yes. Now that, that I, um, 
that, frankly, Mike, I just need to get off my duff and do because that I think about all. If I, I have my little list of things to do here, this is like my my list. Your I do it every list. single night. Yeah. And um, if I could show it to you, it would say um, the ISO, which is in search of. And so I do those postcards because I feel like people sometimes are thinking, oh, yeah, she's just trying to get a listing or she. And, and so what I do is I try to match up clients that I have and do in search of cards, which has worked really well for me, but it's a little bit of work. So I just need to get refocused. And that's what I'm hoping talking with you. I'm going to get jazzed up here and and um, and get a better system down for getting those cards because you're, I mean, that's exactly that's exactly it. And that's I know not exactly the luxury market, but a lot of these buyers are looking in luxury markets. And to send cards out like that is kind of helping, um, you know, me because then it introduces me. Um, I picked up several listings, not trying to, but because of that, um, doing those cards. So that's definitely something I will flag that and I'm going to put by it. Mike says, (laughs) (laughs) good. Good. All right. So again, this idea of increasing your average price is what we're running down through. Right. Uh, one was to refer out any lower price homes. Uh, two was to network with uh, higher net worth individuals. Three was to geofarm in luxury areas. I'm going to go back to the sphere for a minute, since you already have people in your sphere that are buying and selling higher end homes and that that would remove up your price. One other idea is this. Uh, split up your PCSOI list, your 500, and cr- create subcategories. And one of the subcategories would be high net worth individuals or high ownership home, high price ownership homes, however you want to think about that. People that currently own a million dollar plus home as an example. And, okay. and then create a campaign to work that group, that subgroup at twice uh, the rate of what you currently work. Okay. So okay. if you currently make one call every six months for these people, you're going to call them every uh, three months, as an example, mm-hmm. you're going to call them twice as many times a year. Uh, you might do a special event for them, you just for those people. Uh, in other words, what you're trying to do is build a stronger connection in the relationship there so that you get more referrals out of that subgroup. It may be your top 50 or top 100, but not necessarily top is in the number of referrals, but now we're talking top is in these people are going to elbow with, network with, connect with other people that have million dollar plus homes because Birds of a feather flock together. Flock together, yeah. Have you considered that? No, but I mean that's yes, and and it, you know I'm I'm writing all this down while you're talking. Um, yes, and and one of the things I'd like to ask you real quickly about is what I had done was I had gone through the entire MLS and I I, I pulled back um, every house that had been sold. I cross referenced it with um, potential with um, people that were were on a six percent uh, assessment, which is in in our city there it's not their primary residence and then what i did is then i went and i looked at of that batch which was like 120 i went through all of them to see who which realtors were no longer in the business or were not doing because i really i don't i I never want to ever step on another realtor's toes nor do i want to be a backstabber you know go after somebody's client so when i came up with that list i came up with about 35 and those i put on another a separate spreadsheet. And I've been sending out, I've added them to my monthly mailers. When I have a just listed, just sold, I send them something, um, trying to cater more to the higher end listings. You know, I don't want to sell, I mean, I don't mean to sound bad, but you know, you want to keep up with the million plus marketing that they get. I have a magazine. 
Yeah, I have a magazine that I send out. So what are your thoughts on um, continuing to do like that? And at what point? Because I do not have their email address. I mean, their yeah, their email addresses or phone numbers. So sure. is that something I should pursue and try to get? And then because right now I feel like I'm just kind of spending money and in, in the hopes that maybe they'll call. I mean, I don't right. I don't so know. Let, let you, this is your non-owner occupied group, right? Yes. Okay. So non-owner occupied could be in two categories. They could be investors, right? Where they're renting out the property, but they also could be second homeowners where they live outside the area. They come in and visit for vacations and the like. Uh, And so those are going to have, those people are going to have two different objectives and have two different marketing campaigns going out to them, depending on which they are. So you'd have to try to establish that and figure that out. You told me that that universe is 35. Here's my personal gut belief. And first of all, before I say that, every decision has to be yours. You're the business owner. You've got this far. You're doing a fantastic job. But I'm going to give you my uh, my just my quick impression of what you said. I wouldn't spend my time with the 35 people I don't know. I go back into that database of 500. That database of 500 is gold. People shoot each other to get a list like that. That is good stuff. Uh, And you have been working it so long that you're used to it. And it's the regular, it's the vanilla. You like the cutting edge and the new stuff. And what I recommend is this, take your your desire for new and exciting and apply it towards the list of the 500. Figure out how you can make that more exciting. Figure out how you can create more engagement there and enjoyment and something unique that you haven't done to add to the mix. Because remember, you're at 5% on that list and you should be up around 10% at least. And ideally, if you really could hit it, you'd be at 20%. You may need to pare the list down more, although you've said that you know them and they know you and you'd recognize each other. And that's a golden list. Well, what I need to do, Mike. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, my only last thing there is if there's anybody in that list that you don't like, you don't get along with, you kept them there for a reason because they're a past client or whatever. Get rid of them. Now, don't delete them. Just put them in another subcategory called past client or sphere of influence that I never want to talk to. You know, just right. something internal, private that you have, you know, not fun or not exciting. Get them off your main list so you don't have them in your list and you're afraid of contacting them because you really don't want to work with them. You have such a big list. You can absolutely do this. And I'm sure it's not going to be that many people, but they may be impeding you from taking other steps with the overall group. That's what I'm going to do. No. And I know my time is up. So I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. I could go on and on. So I'm going to take my sphere of influence number one, and I'm going to do subcategories. I'm going to do A through D. My D's will be ones that are there, but I don't have anything to do with A's will be the higher network. And then B and C will be, you know, whatever. And then I will focus on my category A doing two times. Um, and then the others. Yeah. Okay. Now this is good. This is good. Cool. Okay. And again, I think the idea of taking these, the new cutting edge ideas of how to contact them, reach them, talk to them, that'll fulfill your desire to be creative and have some fun there. Um, okay. But that's, that's a golden list there. All right. So let's, let's do this. I'm going to give you a quick assignment. Okay. Oh, good. All right. So your, your assignment is this, and you've already started to nail it. And that is to go through your PCSOI and identify those high net worth individuals, whatever you categorize that at, Uh, you could say a million dollar plus or whatever it is. I'd like to know what your count is. I'm sure you would like to know too. 
So I'd like you to identify them and label them inside your CRM and then uh, figure out what that count is. That's step one. Step two, which is not in the assignment, but the next thing you would do is to create an additional marketing campaign to them beyond what you're already doing for everybody else. It's going to become your special marketing category. Do not stop marketing to everybody else, though, because as you know, these markets change. And when the market goes down, slips and slides, the upper end gets hit harder than the middle and the lower ends. Right. So right. you don't want to lose those connections and relationships for whenever the market changes, hopefully not for a long time, but it could be tomorrow. Who knows? Things right. change overnight. So uh, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. When, when I mean, do you that's... think you could get that done, that, that splitting out and labeling of these uh, high net worth people? Well, here's the way I work best, Mike. I work if I've got a deadline and I've got to do it because if it's just a matter of when can you get to it, I'm like, well, yeah, let's and see. I want, that's what we're doing now is establishing a deadline. So you <laughs> tell me the date that you can get this done by. Okay, today, today, let's see, Monday. Okay, yeah, I, th- I would definitely, I, this is, I mean, this is important to me. I need to get rolling on this kind of seven. Um, so I would say, I mean, Golly, I would say I would, in my mind, I would want to have it done by, by definitely by the end of the week. Great. Um, so you're saying Friday? Yeah, that's when I'd want to have it done. Great. By, What's yeah. the date on Friday? Um, I, uh, not the first. Second. Second. So write down in your calendar somewhere July 2nd. Okay. And the next question is what time will you have it done by? Oh, well, I should have it done by Thursday night. So it's done by Friday. Now what what's your deadline? I need a deadline. I need a date and a time. Do you want to oh. make your deadline Thursday or Friday? Okay, let's um no, let's not make it Friday because I won't work on it during the day. So let's just say Thursday. Good Thursday. By ten o'clock. Okay, uh, ten o'clock p.m. or a.m. P.m. Perfect. All right, and that's uh, Eastern time. Yes. Good. When you get that done, I want you to send me an email. It doesn't matter how late it is because it's just email. When you get done, send me an email saying, I got it done and tell me the account. Oh, okay. That's your okay. accountability, right? Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Right? You got it done and you gave me the count of how many high net worth individuals you found right. and labeled. Okay. And that's step one towards your... Uh, your plan in, of, of raising your average price using your existing database. This is so cool. You're in such an amazing position. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. No, I've got that. Okay. My, so my deadline is July 1, Thursday at 10 PM. Perfect. Yeah. And what are you going to do at that time? That time I'm going to email you my, the count of my high net worth and confirm that I have everybody categorized into their, their, uh, well, I'm doing A, B, C, D, but um, categorized. Are you excited? Yes, I am. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because now, will you put on will you put on your calendar that if you don't hear from me by ten, that you will send me an email and say where the heck is your email? No, so, what I'll do is I'll forget you. Oh, oh. Ah, see, I got to put it on you. <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't want you to forget me, Mike. Okay. Mike will forget me. Okay. Now this has been great. This is a wonderful help. I really appreciate it. Katrina, this was fantastic. This was fun. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. And I love your, your, I do, I am on your, um, your email. So I get all, I've been reading all of the other unstucks and all of this. 
Well, Katrina, this is a blast. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Well, thank you, Mike, so much. This is a, this is a great, and I'm going to get to work on my homework um, this week and um, get it all done. Okay. Awesome. I can't wait thank to see you. it. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that's it for Agent Unstuck Calls. It was a lot of fun today. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. And if you want to hear more calls like this, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know exactly when the next episode is coming out. And if you have any thoughts about what you heard today and you'd like to relay that to everyone else, go ahead and put that down in the comments section so people can talk about it. And finally, if you're stuck in your real estate career, you're a veteran who's having some challenges and you can't figure out how to get to that next step, go ahead and schedule yourself an unstuck call. Just go to agentunstuckcall.com. That's agentunstuckcall.com. And let's get you scheduled in. You'll go in there, you'll fill out a quick survey, you'll find a time that works for you, and we'll get on a call just like this and see if we can't get you some answers. All right, this has been a lot of fun. I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. And again, thank you for joining us on Agent Unstuck Calls. Take care.